Welcome, everybody, to a fantastic Friday edition of Golden Conversations, because today I am joined by the man behind the music, Mr. Jake Wild. Jake, how are we doing today? I'm good. Happy to be. Thanks for having me. So, Jake, I think what most viewers want to know is on your Instagram this past Sunday, you posted a nice video for your sister where you did a nice carpool karaoke. What was the inspiration behind that? So, basically... I had seen on someone's Instagram a while ago, they posted with like one of their siblings, they just posted them singing in the car and I thought it was a great idea. And um, today was my sister's birthday and, or this past Sunday it was my sister's birthday, it's coming out later, but I decided to, um, I basically just thought that it would be a great idea with her. She loves singing, I love singing. Um, and yeah, I think that singing with somebody else just makes it a, a much better experience. And we, we had a really good time with it. And I, it was a great way for her to um, have her day brightened up a little bit. I mean, with this whole thing, you and your sister being eight years apart, seven years apart? Seven, yeah. Seven years apart. Have you found that music has really brought you guys closer together in a relationship that otherwise would be kind of hard to manage? Totally. Um, I think that from the start, even without music, we always had kind of a special bond. I don't know what it was, but I kind of always just like felt like I was there like to protect her. And like, I always felt like this kind of protective role and I always wanted to protect her. So I think that the music kind of just enhanced that. Like I've always just wanted to be there for her and, and music is something we can share together, which definitely enhances the relationship. I mean, you guys are definitely well, the close your sister is probably your biggest fan by far. Yeah. There's nothing better than after a show seeing Julie Wilde run yeah. up to Jake, giving him the biggest hug. That's great. I, that's something that I think is very special when it comes to your family is how tight knit you are. Your brother, normally a bro- two brothers very close in age, normally bicker and fight a lot, but yeah. you and your brother have a very good relationship. Definitely. I mean, it's it's very interesting because we're all very very different people, but um, I think that we all just like kind of acknowledge each other's differences and we're not there's no jealousy there's no um there's no kind of anger about what the other person has and the other person doesn't we kind of just know what we appreciate together like like me and Jolie will do the carpool karaoke and then I watch the Jordan thing with my brother and like we can always we can just appreciate things together which we know that we'll enjoy together do you think that kind of comes from your mom being very into the yoga and the meditation kind of thing that you guys are very harmonious together compared to a very tense family? Right. It's a great question. I think that, yes, I, I totally agree. I, I think that it definitely does come from um, my mom stressing the importance of family, yet I think it comes down the line of like both sides of my family. I think that we always just like loved being together and it wasn't like, it's never been like hard. It's just as a family, we kind of just like enjoy each other's presence. So when this comes out, this will be, you'll, we'll finish nine weeks of quarantine at this point. It'll be, this is week nine. How you just said yourself, has your family been able to, like my family today kind of hit a point where it was like, all right, we've gone stir crazy. It's now time for us to kind of find our ways to be, be alone for a little bit have you found that your family has been able to be together still without Um, really bickering i mean we have those moments i think every family has those moments we we've had our moments where we it's like someone needs like vacuum the floor and it's like no one wants to do it or something and it's everything so because we've been stuck in the house for so long and yeah i think we've but we i think we have found ways to kind of do things by ourselves and, and then come together for like meals which have been really nice and 
like watch a movie after dinner every night, which is also really nice. It's also lucky you're down in Florida where it's been warm and you have been able the ability to go outside. For some of you who don't know, Jake did a 20-mile bike ride the other day up to Del Rey, and his seat broke 10, mile, 10 miles in on the way, and he had to bike standing all the way back. I mean, that experience alone, yeah. what does that teach you kind of about like pushing to adversity, whether in life or in your music? Um, I mean, it was, it was tough. Like, I never – I didn't think I was really going to be able to do 20 miles, and then I did 20 with half of it with like a broken seat, which is something that I never thought I was going to be able to do. Um, but I, I mean, I think it just like, I, it taught me that like to trust my body, like a lot more than I thought I could. And like, I've been working out a lot and I felt like I could really see like a difference in like my strength and ability to like get through it. I mean, that all comes with endurance. You've been biking for five, six miles every day and you're right. just building up endurance. But oh. I feel like that also comes with not this for you physically, but also mentally, because you, I've seen you sometimes sit in a studio session. We've done it before for nine, 10 hours. Those days are brutal. How, yeah. is, how are those days kind of trained you mentally to be able to withstand anything? Um, I think that I was, I was actually thinking about this. Like I, I was um, asked this question. It's like, what's your perfect day? And it was, I honestly just saw like, being in a studio with a good producer, um, hopefully it won't be able to be the producer, but being in a studio with a good producer for like the entire day is like a dream day for me. And I think it's just like realizing that like if I can go in there and come out with this completely new product at the end of it and something that I'm really proud of, that like all of that time is worth it. And that time and that hard work, you can see it. It's, it's, a, it's a physical like object, the song that you put out is something that you can see, something that you can feel and listen to. And it's, it's a product of hard work. So I think that it kind of just trains you on seeing like the result of what hard work and, and what you can I mean, do you go into a studio session? Do you go in there with, sometimes you have an idea of what you want to do, or is it sometimes like, all right, we're going to sit down for 10 hours. We're going to write something. We're going to put a melody behind it. And then we're going to go and record it. Or is it like, I have this song that I've written on acoustic guitar. And now I want to add a piano, a drum, a synth to it. And yep. that's what we're going to focus on. So I find that I don't want to record something until I'm completely done with it. So I'm not going to like, if I have a verse and a chorus, I'm not going to record that until I have the whole song. And that kind of came um, with, I watched this video of uh, Phineas, who's Billy Eilish's producer and brother. He's amazingly talented as well. I don't think he gets enough credit, but I think that um, he basically was in a video and I, I remember him saying that what's, it's very, very good to produce a song after you finish writing the whole thing because it's good to have everything planned out before you're recording so that you can make those little changes, but you don't have to make huge changes while in the production. You want the production to be about complementing what's already there. You're not trying to go back and start from scratch and waste totally. all that time you did. I mean, for you, when you definitely sit down, you've talked about how your grandpa really introduced music into your life at yeah. a young age, but your mom and your dad, they must have had some sort of influence in your musical career. Totally. Um, my parents are, I've always been like my biggest fans in terms of music. I, um, when I first, I first started singing when I was like two with my grandfather. I remember I sang at his birthday party, like as soon as I could speak. And I basically, it was always just like kind of in my blood, I guess. And then at like nine or 10, I started playing guitar and my parents were just always like super supportive and like wanted me to keep doing it. 
Um, and then they just kept motivating me to keep doing it whenever I would like pick up crap for doing it. They would always keep encouraging me. And then they've been the most like encouraging about me wanting to go to music school and all of that. So I'm very, very lucky to have that. In my I life. mean, you, when you, this is actually something I've wondered about because I was yeah. probably part of the problem a little bit when you were younger, when you yeah. were younger, you were small. You still had a very high voice when you entered the yeah. high school. How is that kind of like when you came in, you were definitely not the typical high school student. How has that been? How did that go for you dealing with that and then transitioning into who you are now as a, as a senior leader, as you were a mentor this year? Yeah. Um, so I've always had kind of an insecurity, like especially when I was younger about doing music and doing like just being a little different and being small definitely didn't help with that. I always wished I was taller. I always wished I was bigger and that I had a deeper voice when I was a freshman. I literally was like, it was bad. But I, um, you know, I think that like being small, like, no, I kind of just, and like having like a little bit of insecurity kind of just, I was able to just appreciate the little things that people did for me more. Like the people that looked out for me meant more. Like I had a few camp counselors that meant a lot to me just because they, always looked out for me and like I had a lot of seniors when I came into high school like Vanessa Robeselli and Michael Ramsey first day of high school came up to me and they said we saw your YouTube video you're awesome and like just like meant a lot always those people that were there for me even when like I was pretty insecure myself and that made me feel better. Then how did you try to teach the lessons you've learned to your kids that you hadn't mentored this year? So I mean I think that the the greatest thing about Byram Hills is that there's still like some types of bullying that are present in the high school. I think our school is really good at understanding that um, like to each their own and that the, I love how like there's this like support between the athletes and the theater kids and, um, and like between like kids who are in like Bobcat TV and between athletes and just school that you look, there's this like support of people for each other and this wanting to like look out for each other. And I think that that's, that's great in our school. Um, but what I would say is like, it still is sometimes hard to get caught up in drama and friend group drama. And I always like tried to teach like at least my mentor class, like I always tried to teach following your own path is like, I know it seems cliche, but it really, if you put all you have into it, it's going to reap these awesome, awesome effects. Yeah. I mean, I'm super lucky that when I was a freshman coming out of a football season, you guys in theater took me in and now I consider you guys my best friends in the world. But I want to talk about one of your songs when we come to this one. I want to talk yeah. about Truth Is. Yeah. Because that song, to me, even though I had no part in it, it meant so much more to me than I think you even knew. Because yeah. it, Thank you. for us, it just struck a chord that yeah. something about. So I want, I would like you to tell the backstory of Truth Is, and then we can talk of definitely about the sentiment and all. But I think everyone, when Jake Wilde releases Truth Is, you must go listen to it. Thank you, Goldie. Um, so... Truth Is is a song that I wrote at the beginning of the school year this year um, in September. I, so I was friends with a lot of seniors and a lot of older kids all throughout high school. And it was always kind of just like, again, for me. And then once I got older, like we just like, these friendships just blossomed into something really special. And so what happened was this year, I was definitely, I felt very alone. Um, I saw all of these I remember so well, like the sidewalk chalking at the high school when it goes and they write their names in the sidewalk with chalk. I remember I just like 
had great friends and I knew I had great friends in my group, it felt like something was missing. It felt like there were these people that were so important to me and they were all like around the country, like wherever it may be, just at college. And I was going through this one last year without them. And I kind of just thought about how, um, I was like, yeah, this like, I'm feeling this a lot. I might as well write a song about it. So I put together this song um, called Truth Is. I basically had that I really liked and um, music geeks it's in F sharp minor so I it was in a minor key I'm definitely like giving off this sadder vibe and I basically just wrote these lyrics and it was very easy lyrics because it was I was feeling it a lot at the moment and I wrote this song and then I I had the same pre-chorus over and over again um, it was it was like the lyrics were, I'm feeling kind of tired thinking about myself, feeling all alone with all my friends around, looking at my parents the best there ever were, but I'm feeling kind of lonely. And I really liked it, but I thought that I was like, I might as well go more specific for the second one, for the first one. So I did a, he went off to Texas, she went to LA and my best friends in Tennessee. Um, I keep looking back. I know it's not good, but I'm feeling kind of lonely. So just like, I mean, I think for us, grow our, our older the older kids in our lives were so prevalent that totally. for all of us it was a bit of a change we for I think for our entire high school career we actually I think we did something that was probably something we'll remember for our, the rest of our lives which was the Kid Goldie EP yeah that was definitely something that what we went to New York two times and put together something I think we're all super proud of totally and I think those kind of experiences is something we don't appreciate enough it's just one of those things that are like fleeting moments that we never really get to talk about. Definitely. Um, yeah, the Kid Gold EP was great because it was something that we put together as friends. And then it was something that still like was this like amazing reward when by the time we finished it that we could all really appreciate together. So I'm very proud of that. Yeah. I mean, that was just, that was definitely one of the coolest things we'll ever get to do yeah. together. It was like a time capsule in a way. Cause like they all left a bunch of like half of the group left, I guess. And then we, but we always have that music and we'll always be able to perform it and sing together. I mean, next year it's going to be even weirder for me and Nathaniel because it's really like the whole gang group that we had for four years is now just down to the two of us. And that's going to be something interesting for us to figure okay. out along the way. I can only, without you guys, you guys really guided Nate and I through the first few years, even though we gave you a lot of, you, Dempsey, we gave you guys a lot of crap because it's fun, but. I think without your leadership, I don't know where we guys where we would be in high school. Thanks, bro. Great. Go ahead. Great kids. But what I was thinking about is remember when we were, I think, freshman I was a freshman, you were a sophomore, and we kept talking about this thing called perfect moments. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it's, an interesting, uh, it's an interesting idea, but then the more I thought about it, there's never flawed. such thing as a perfect moment. Right. So, yeah, I'll explain a little. Um, there was this podcast that Shay Gordon was listening to, and it talked about this guy who was um, learning. He was basically, he like tried to take his own life or was about to try to take his own life. But then he realized that um, if you search and you seek these perfect moments, then you realize like what life is meant to be. And then he was able to help a lot of people through that. And we, we kind of all thought about that for a lot because Shay brought that up to us a lot. And the more we thought about it, we realized that yes, those perfect moments are really important, 
but there's no such thing. They're no such thing and they don't need to be perfect. You just need to be able to find joy in most moments. And I think that that's more important than finding a few select perfect. And I think that's, you really show that through your music where you're not, there's no, you'll never write a perfect song. You'll be the first person to admit that. There'll always be something that you will be like, "Mm, I wish I had done that. I wish I'd done that. But overall, if you think you gave it everything you had to turn out the best piece of music you can, you consider it success. Consider it a success. Agreed. And yeah. And I, I find that super true with production because I can't produce yet. I'm, I, I'm just not at the level where I'm going to be able to release a song that I produce and I'm working at that really hard, especially right now, but it's hard because I especially can't get exactly what I want when someone else is producing for me. And that's why I want to be totally self-sufficient and be able to produce what I want to produce and make it sound the way I want to sound. I mean, production is definitely one of the hardest things to master, especially at your age. But I want to talk about a little bit about your program at Berkeley this summer. I think yeah. definitely something that's not very, something not as much as you like to, you're a very pop singer, songwriter kind of singer, but you've at Berkeley and at Byron Hills High School, you've been, you've definitely looked in different kinds of genres. You're definitely yeah. the best scatter we've heard in a long time. So yeah. how's that kind of that Berkeley experience kind of translate back into your own writing? Um, so my first summer, I did Berkeley for two summers. My first summer at Berkeley, I always say was, the most impactful for me socially. My second summer was the most impactful for me musically. And what I mean by that is the first summer, I, I realized that there were people that were into the same type of stuff that I was into, like songwriting. And I never realized that there was such a large group of kids my age that were like totally similar to me and like like-minded. And I made the best friends, like some of my best friends in the world I met that summer. Um, and then, but what I always felt was a struggle was that I was always comparing myself and that totally hindered my ability. And like, I didn't get into anything I wanted. Like I had auditioned for a bunch of stuff and I didn't get in. Second summer I went back, I focused definitely a lot more on my music, still made some of my best friends. Um, and they were amazing people, but I was able to kind of get my bearings with writing. Um, I wrote a lot of really good music. I always write my best music when I'm in a setting with other musicians and I was able to achieve a lot. Like, like I got a scholarship to Berkeley, which was a goal of mine. And then I got, I was able to get into a songwriter showcase in the jazz choir there, which was definitely really, really rewarding. I mean, now with you going off for everyone who doesn't know, Jake will be attending the Frost School of Music at the University of Miami. Miami, one of the top schools, top music schools in the country. I mean, that whole process for you being somewhat of a part of it was definitely I mean, that's one crazy process through pre-screens, auditions. Why Frost? Um, so Frost was really the only program that had it literally like to a T exactly what I wanted. I always wanted, I never really knew throughout high school if I wanted to be going to like performance or wanted to go into music business. I knew I wanted to do one of the two though. And then I looked at this program at Frost, the, the MADE program, and what it stands for is musicianship, artistry, development, and entrepreneurship. Basically what that means in like layman's terms is like music, business, songwriting, um, and performance all in one. And I was like, that's completely perfect. That's what I want. It's Miami. It's an awesome school. And I just love that it's in the school. And I love that it's in like a part of a bigger community, but it's such an amazing mm-hmm. smaller community. Because I think the one thing that's really cool about what you do is you're not just a kid who like sits in music all day and that's all you do you right. love sports and you love exercising you love going out and being social so I think 
Miami is going to be that perfect place for you to be able to like do all the things you love to do without having to specialize in one thing compared to going yeah. to like a specific music school or something like Berkeley. Definitely. I definitely thought about that a lot. It's totally true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, some of the other things I want to know is like, what's been your favorite, your favorite music moment, not in a classroom or on the stage. I think my favorite Jake Wilde one is when you sing Purple Rain. You like that one? <laughs> I did enjoy when Jake, when you sang Purple Rain, because I did not expect you to know all the words to Purple Rain. I mean, that was honestly a really special moment. Um, that was cool. Do you know the context behind that? No, I have no clue. I just seen the video oh. of you belting Purple Rain. It makes it a hundred times better, the context. I belted Purple Rain at a karaoke club in Mexico with somebody that I had just met. The cool part about it is the person that I had just met was a part of a wedding party. And he was one, I think he was one of the best men. And he came up there and hey, the whole like wedding party was in the room and I got to sing with him and it just like for the bride and the groom. And it was like, just like a really special moment. That's one and of the really cool things music can do is it can bring random people together. Yeah, totally. It's, it's the most special thing. In the world. It truly is. I mean, I think something you definitely will agree on is how much people in your life have impacted the kind of music you make. I think Mr. Piali has definitely changed who you are as an, as a performer, but also as a writer, how you kind of, how he kind of sees things and how he would want you to do it. Totally. I mean, Mr. Piali, I owe so much to Mr. Piali. I would never have gotten into jazz music if it wasn't for him or classical music. I like, there's nothing. It's just, he was able to teach me the power of being well-versed in music and the power of being like understanding that if you understand all facets of music, you're gonna be so much more valuable. Like even going into Frost, I was, Mr. Piali was like super strict about learning music theory and I truthfully never thought it was that important. Um, ended up taking AP music theory at the high school. I really actually enjoyed it. Um, and then I was able to like take the music theory test at Frost and it was like not too hard for me because I realized how important it was. I realized that like this is going to be impactful. And then I, I just took the test and like, it wasn't, it was easy because I realized Mr. Piali impacted me and, and made me realize how important it truly is. All right. So now looking back, you're about to virtually graduate or hopefully be able to walk across the stage eventually. What's something you wish you had, you wish freshman Jake knew now looking back? Ooh. That's a good question. I mean, I think about it a lot. I thought about it when you, I've, when I've listened to your podcasts, but now I got to think about it a little more. Something that I wish I knew as a freshman. Um, or one thing you would tell you, tell freshman Jake, piece of advice you leave for freshman Jake yeah. now. I know for me, it would be that like, just trust yourself. Everything will work out eventually. I think we all got caught up in the nitty gritty of detail sometimes that now, now, especially with this pandemic, we cannot let little things like grades or stupid stuff with friends, dramas, we can't, we can't let that stuff bother us anymore. It's not worth our time. We got way bigger things to deal with. Totally. I, I think, I think what I would tell myself is that, um, I, I'm trying to think about how I can phrase this. Um, not to stress too much about like how you're spending your time with other people. Meaning like I, I spent a lot of time stressing about hurting 
friends by hanging out with other friends that were also important to me. And I think what I would say is to just to know that I'm going to spend time with the people I love that are close to me. I'm going to be able to spend time with everybody. And just to know that like, if the people that I love are going to be important to me, no matter what, and just I, the advice I would give myself is just embrace that fully and don't stress too much about how I'm spending my time and, and who I'm spending it with. Mm-hmm. I think that for you was definitely difficult coming yeah. into high school because you were so much, you were in a group of friends and then you end up being this really cool older kind of group of friends right. through theater and music. And that's where you spend so much of your time. I think high school is a lot of like who you see throughout the day. Totally. And yeah, I agree. It's definitely true. I mean, we spend what? Um, in the winter, we spend four to five hours together a day. Yeah. And just like, that literally you said that like it just like it honestly just like brings like just thinking about that makes me very happy and like it's just a very telling about how special the program is and the cool thing is like every day is something new like there's never a day where you're getting the same thing and it's like this community that we built was so by senior year it was so strong and like it was everything we wanted and it was basically like every guy was friends with each other we built this and everyone's really friends with each other. No one was mean. It's like, just like good spirits all around. Yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the other things I was thinking, I'm going to ask you a couple questions right here. Driving in the car. What's your go-to song? Yeah. Ooh. Well, go-to genre. Go-to song's hard. Go-to yeah. genre. Go-to song. I can give you a go-to song. Really? Um, yeah. Somebody Else by the 1975. Wow. Very good driving song. Um, wow. Not not like a p- very popular song. Great song though. I think that's if you can do a genre, it's a big that's um, a big category. I mean, I I listen to everything. Um, go to genre is probably. That like, depends on my mood, honestly. Probably like it also depends on the time of day. Exactly. If if I'm trying to feel better, and if like I. Like, I'm not, I always say this, I'm not one of those people that can listen to sad music and it makes me feel better. It makes me feel more sad. Um, I'm, like, I'm the exact opposite. Yeah, like, I, I never got that. Explain that to me a little bit. Like, do you Nothing, it's just kind of, you just kind of feel like a release a little bit. Like, it just kind of, I think with guy with definitely high school guys in our position, you want, it's like, we're taught to kind of like hold everything down and like, don't show any emotion. I think listening to sad music, if you're in bad mood, it allows you to give that release a little bit. I get it. I just. And I, it makes sense that you don't, it, it can easily put you in a worse mood if, if that's yeah. what it does to you. It, it's all what you just feel with, through music. And I think for you, you're, you're, some of the stuff you first wrote was very upbeat. Um, what yeah. was it? Uh, Can't Touch was that, what was it called? Can't Tell. And then there's Can't 20 Tell. Times. And 20 Billion yeah. Times. Very upbeat songs. But I think now you've kind of, have found more of a contrast in your newer music. Yeah. Which is great. You're able to hit all the different things. I th- yeah. If, if we're saying, I'm, I'm going back to that like, go-to genre. I mean, I really, really like R&B. Like that's like lately what I've been listening to a lot of. Um, I've Are you a music like, guy while you're biking or no? I am. That's music for, biking is usually when I try to find new music. So like I listen to, Noah Khan's new EP, Cape Elizabeth, while I was biking the other day. I really like that. Um, it's got Anson C. Rallis and his new album when I was biking. I like to try to find new music while I'm biking, and it's very important to me. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I think this is probably one of the one of my favorite Jake Mo- Wild moments and stories I have is the end of my freshman year. Jake, Nate, Dempsey, and myself were at Jake's house. We end up going out on the lake on the paddle boards, and there's some sort of like pollen or something in the water, and oh we were just God. stinging for like three hours afterwards. Oh, and, and to- I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, me and Dempsey did, and then we had to then we had to power wash down the boat. Oh my God, bro. That was, we have to go out this summer if, if we can, obviously. I think um, we can, definitely. Yeah. And we will go out on, on like the road and we'll put the motor on and we'll go around the lake. We'll Isn't it amazing that was, what, three years ago now? Crazy. It's, it's crazy how fast it went by. I mean, think about the, what was it? Just a few years ago, you were walking across that eighth grade stage saying, yeah. now, now you're a high schooler. It's insane. It, it went by really quickly. I mean, now you get to start this next chapter. What are you most excited for besides, like, the music program at Frost? I'm, I'm, always, I'm always just, like, a goal that I kind of had for myself throughout going through Byram Hills was, like, to make new friends every year because, like, music, like, personal connections, like, so important to me. And I think that I just, like, I'm really excited to just meet new people on um, meet new people in like the music industry uh, and like get to know people on like a really deep level and, and just like really appreciate time with them. All right. So here's my last question. Jake's already answered my final question before. So I have a new one for him. Okay. What lesson from music so far do you think has been the most important in your life? Ooh. Um, Okay. Okay, I'll give you two a two part answer. Give me a so, part A and part B. Yeah, here's your part A. Music has taught me how um, to be a, a lifelong learner, and what I mean by that is that I realized that I want to pursue. I wanted to pursue music when I realized that I never wanted to stop learning more about it. So that's a lesson that it taught me in like like that I want to keep learning new genres. I want to keep learning how to sing in different ways. I want to learn new techniques. I want to learn how to produce. Right. Like that's one lesson that music definitely taught me. And it's a really important one. The second part of the answer is that um, every, every single time I would go to like these big music things, whether it be Berkeley, whether it be Allstate, I come back and I tell my mom, like, mom, like you don't even understand how much like that meant to me. It was like, these people that I could meet through it were just like always so similar to me and like so on the same page. And it was just something I'd never seen before. And it just makes me literally like cry to watch those videos and look back at it right now. Well, I can't wait to see what you do in the future. You're the best. Thanks for coming on today, buddy. Love you. Thank you for having me, Goldie. I love you too, kid. (laughs) 